Hi, I'm Katie. And I'm Dr. Cubitt. We're going beyond the barn. Come join us on this journey as we bust equine and livestock nutrition myths and interview some of the most intriguing experts in the country. We'll go behind the scenes of how premium Western quality forage is grown and brought to your favorite farm and ranch retail store. We're so glad you're here. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Barn. And we have some special guests joining us on this episode. Our first guest from Liberty, Idaho. Agriculture and the Western way of life are a huge part of her life. She's been riding and competing on horses since she was four years old and rodeo queening since she was 13. I want to give a huge welcome to the 2022 Miss Rodeo Idaho, Taylor Hymas. Thank you for joining us today, Taylor. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm very excited. So obviously, you know, we learned a little bit in your bio that you've been riding horses since you were four years old. But can you tell us a little bit more about where you're from and how you got your start with horses? Yes, absolutely. So like she said, Liberty, Idaho is where I'm from. It's a very small town. It's a very small agricultural community. I'm surrounded by my family and we are very involved with cows and horses. I started showing in the American Paint Horse Association when I was four years old and I showed horses for a very long time. And then I decided I wanted to rodeo and rodeo queen. So I grew into junior high school rodeo, where I competed in barrels, poles, goat tying, and the queen contest. And then, you know, eventually I moved into high school rodeo, where I competed in breakaway roping, reined cow horse, and the queen contest there as well. And now I just travel as Miss Rodeo Idaho. That's awesome. So horses are clearly a very important part of your life right now. Yes, definitely. Do you have a heart horse? Oh, absolutely. I think everyone or every girl that has a horse, I guess, definitely has a heart horse. My heart horse, her name is actually Cayenne. She's a little petite buckskin reining horse. And we bought her when I was 13 for rodeo queening. And she has taken me through every single queen contest I've ever competed in. And I showed reined cow horse on her as well. She's my rock. I, <laughs> she's Aww. the same. She's the same every time I get on her, and she's just so dependable. And I know I can like not ride her for two weeks, and then just take her to the rodeo, and she'll be absolutely fine. So that's awesome that you can use. She sounds so versatile. Like yes. because not all horses are made for rodeo queen needs and the competitions and you know, getting in front of those big loud crowds. Right. Yes, and she's so quiet minded too, which is is really important with a queen horse as well. That's awesome. What would you say is a standout memory for you as a kid with horses? A memory that is just something that you'll never forget. I obviously have tons of memories because I've done so many amazing things with horses. But actually, one of my favorite memories is with my very first horse. And his name was Jerry. And he was this really big, stout, you know, Western Pleasure horse, and he was ginormous. And my mom always used to have troubles with him, you know, because he was very stubborn and just an old gelding. And every time I got on him, you know, he was just perfect and just super quiet when I got on him. And I actually, my mom used to hate when I did this, but I used to climb through the fence while he was, you know, turned out on the pasture and 
I would just climb on him bareback. I'd push him up against the fence and then climb on him bareback and just ride him around without a halter through the pasture. And he was just one of those horses that really taught me a lot when I was younger. Oh, that's so sweet. It's so amazing. There are some horses that it's just incredible how they are. It's almost like they know, like when they have a kid with them and on them, like, and I don't know if it's just because kids kind of have, you know, since horses can feel our feelings, I don't know if it's because as kids, there's just that fearless, like no worries type of, you know, emotion that they're giving off that just makes horses do that. But I think that's so awesome. Right. And I mean, horses definitely do know when there's kids on them. Even, you know, my horse, Cayenne, she loves kids and she's just a completely different horse when there's a kid on her. That's so cool. What would you say is the most important thing that horses have taught you in your life so far? I think patience. I mean, every horse I get on tests my patience and I don't know why or how, but they do every single time I get on a horse. They just like to test your patience, even the oldest horse and the most broke horse, they always just test you somehow. So I'm really grateful that I've had so many horses that have taught me to have so much patience. That's an important characteristic to have and not everybody has it. So that's that's a good one. How many years have you been competing in rodeo queen pageants? I started my first rodeo queen pageant when I was 13 in 2013 and now I'm 21. So Eight years, I think. I've competed eight years, and I've had a Rodeo Queen title every year except for 2020, of course. So, yes, it's been a very long time. Yeah, that has been quite a while. And you have worked your way up to Miss Rodeo Idaho, which is super exciting. Yes. What actually piqued your interest into getting into Rodeo Queen pageant competitions in the first place from that transition from what you were doing to, hey, I think this is something I might want to try? Well, my mom was actually a Rodeo Queen she didn't really want me to get involved in rodeo queening. I think she kind of, I think she kind of hoped that I would stay in the show horse circuit. But I was at a little local rodeo with my family, and I I saw a rodeo queen in the arena. And you know, I think a lot of rodeo queens share this kind of same story. I just saw a rodeo queen in the arena, and I was just so inspired by her, and I thought she was so cool, and I. I turned to my mom and said, Mom, I want to be a rodeo queen. And she said, all right, we'll try it. And I don't think she thought that I would get this far. I think she'd think I would kind of go back to showing horses. But I fell in love with it. And here we are now, I guess. That's so awesome. And obviously, I mean, you've been doing this for eight years now. And I'm I'm sure the Miss Rodeo Idaho experience was a little bit different from some of your other ones. But can you walk us through your experience actually competing for Miss Rodeo Idaho. What was the process like and how are you judged? Miss Rodeo Idaho, our pageant is three days long and there are three judges that score us based on a point system. And we compete in many categories. The first category we compete in is actually horsemanship. And that's where we're judged on how we can handle a horse and how we, you know, how we ride And we actually ride draw horses. So we draw a random horse that we've never ridden before. And we're not allowed to warm them up or ride them around. We just go straight into the arena and do a pattern on them. Oh, interesting. Yes, it's very challenging, but it's very useful. You know, as Miss Rodeo Idaho, when I travel to rodeos, I ride horses that I've never ridden before. So it's definitely an important part of the pageant. Right. And then... We also do extemporaneous speeches. So we're given either one topic or multiple topics, and they can be anything from like a movie quote or 
you know, just a topic in general. And we're given 10 minutes to prepare a speech and then two minutes to speak on stage. So that's just kind of showing us, you know, if we're able to public speak in front of a large audience. And then we also do an impromptu question. And this question can be anything and everything. They can ask us about current events. They can ask us about the sport of rodeo, a personality question. And we answer that question on stage as well. And my favorite part is actually the interviews. We do a personal interview and a horsemanship interview. In the personal interview, we really get to know the judges and they get to know us and, you know, who we are as a person. And then in the horsemanship interview, we're judged on our knowledge of horses and horse science as well as the sport of rodeo. Oh, nice. Yes. Do you feel like, was it significantly harder of a competition than the other ones that you'd experienced before? Or did you feel like you were pretty prepared for it? I actually competed. I tried out for Miss Teen Rodeo Idaho a couple years before I tried out for Miss Rodeo Idaho. So that kind of gave me the rundown of the pageant because we run Miss Teen Rodeo Idaho with Miss Rodeo Idaho in our pageant. Okay. But it definitely is a lot different than, you know, other pageants I've competed in. It's a longer pageant. It's a lot more in-depth, I would say, than other pageants. And it's, it's very similar to the Miss Rodeo America pageant as well. All right. What kinds of things did you do to prepare for that competition? One thing I really worked on was studying. I wanted to know as much knowledge as I possibly could. I'm fortunate enough that I didn't really have to worry about getting my clothing together. My mom is my seamstress and she makes all my rodeo queen clothes. So that was kind of the easy part. But That is amazing. Yes, I'm very fortunate that way. But getting to where I could know as much as I could and feel confident in what I knew was very important for me. That's awesome. Taylor, what do you feel like has been the most challenging part about competing to be a rodeo queen for you? Just to kind of give our listeners some insight, if they're maybe wanting to step into trying to do this type of thing, what has been a challenging thing for you that you would like to be able to hopefully give them some insight on? When I was younger and first really getting into my queen career, I used to be really, really hard on myself. I had to remind myself how much I loved the sport of rodeo and the opportunity I had to promote it. I really had to grow into realizing that I'm doing it because I love rodeo and the Western industry. So I had to just remember that, you know, you can't win everything and you're never going to have a perfect queen contest. But what matters is how much you love the sport of rodeo and how much you want to promote what you love. I think that is so wonderful, Taylor, because I mean, and that's such a great message, especially for anybody listening. And this could be any young girls. This could be any, you know, older girls. It really doesn't matter because that message that I mean, failure is so important to being successful. If you don't fail, I mean, there's no way that you can get you can be successful. Like you have to be able to know the things that maybe you struggle with that you need to work on to be better next time. It's just, it's all a part of that whole entire journey. And I just think that's such a good message. Yes, absolutely. And you know, it's kind of one of those things where you're not going to grow unless you fail. So the more contests you lose, the better you'll be at the next one. Right. And you got to keep trying, right? I mean, just think about like all of the successful people in life. And I guess it depends on how you define success, right? But, you know, it could be any celebrity, it could be any athlete, it could be whatever you're looking at. And I know I've probably mentioned this before, but like Michael Jordan got cut from his high school basketball team, right? And then look at him. 
like, I would still say he's the best basketball player of all time, but you know, <laughs> it's just one of those things where you have to have a taste of that to be able to, to become better and not give up. Right. Yes. What definitely. if you, you know, lost one of your queen pageants and then you're like, I'm not doing it anymore. You would have never become Miss Rodeo Idaho. Like, exactly. look at that. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think that's where a lot of girls maybe struggle too, is they, they just get so discouraged, but Honestly, I have lost so many queen pageants, but I just, I just tried again. And now here we are. That's awesome. Good for you. Thank you. What do you feel like has been your favorite experience through this entire rodeo queen journey so far? I mean, that is so hard. I have been able to meet so many amazing people and I've been so many amazing places throughout my, my time as a rodeo queen. But I have to say my favorite experience so far has actually been this summer I was at my very first rodeo in the state. I was in Eagle at the Eagle Rodeo. And this was the first rodeo I was able to use my own horse. And I had the opportunity to pack the American flag into the arena during the the national anthem. And if you haven't been to Eagle, you wouldn't know that the American flag is absolutely ginormous. I mean, this flag is huge. It could wrap around my horse probably twice. Oh, wow. Yes. And it's very heavy and just, it's beautiful. But being able to stand in that arena and listen to the crowd sing the national anthem and kind of have that, I don't know, it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. I just, I feel really grateful that I had that opportunity and that I was able to do that. I had tears rolling down my face when I came out of the arena just because it was just really amazing. And I felt really honored to have that opportunity. Yeah, that's such a heartfelt moment. That's so cool. And so obviously we've, we've talked about a few of these little things so far, but If you could just share some advice that you might have for some young girls who, you know, obviously look up to you as Miss Rodeo Idaho and are hoping to maybe one day they can walk in your shoes and also become Miss Rodeo Idaho. Or if, you know, they're not in Idaho, maybe another state title. What are some pieces of advice that you wish someone would have told you that you could maybe give to some that are listening now? Well, you know, I wish someone would have told me that everybody starts somewhere and that the important thing is, is that you actually start, you know, you take the initiative to start. There are so many people in this industry that just want what's best for you and they want you to succeed and they want to help you in any way that they can. And it's okay to ask other people for help. You know, you don't have to do it all by yourself. That's so good. That way you don't feel alone. So that's awesome. Yes. I mean, it definitely takes a village. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure going through all of that, the competitions, like your mom being your seamstress. I mean, that's a huge part being able to get outfits for all of those things and everything. And the fact that she can make those for you is, and I bet that's so special for you too, because it's like your mom is with you right. <laughs> when, you're, yeah. when you're doing that. That's so Definitely. cool. Definitely. And we've been able to kind of bond over all these things we've been able to do. And I like to talk about it. I mean, I I brag about my mom all the time. So it's it's really fun for me. That's awesome. And in December, you get to compete for Miss Rodeo America. How are you preparing for that? And what are you most looking forward to with it? Well, it's just like when I was preparing for Miss Rodeo Idaho, I really just want to gain as much knowledge as I can and experience. I really enjoy listening to rodeo announcers at the different rodeos I go to, to listen to you know how they explain the events and how they explain all the rules to the audience. I I feel like I can really gain a lot of knowledge just from going to rodeos. But I'm really looking forward to 
competing in my last Rodeo Queen contest. I mean, after America, I can't really compete for anything else. It's kind of yeah. just like my last competition. But mm-hmm. I, I'm really excited to be able to do, you know, the thing that I love. And I get to do it with all of my best friends, too. All of the other state queens I've really gotten, been able to get to know and be able to form relationships with. So I'm excited to be able to compete for Miss Rodeo America with all of my friends. That's awesome. And you've been able to get to know some of them by going to other states and rodeos. I mean, you're only like partway through the year right now. And so you have another, you still have a little bit of time left for the rodeo season and everything. But you've, you guys, sometimes there will be multiple state rodeo queens at certain rodeos, right? Yes, yes, definitely. I've been to many other states. And that's really where I've been able to get to know all these all of these girls. The majority of us actually went to Florida in February. And so that's where we all kind of met each other and were able to build relationships there. That's awesome. And so what is next for you after you vie for the title of Miss Rodeo America? What do you hope to pursue after your rodeo royalty pageant journey is essentially retired? Well, fortunately, one of the amazing things about being a state queen and competing for Miss Rodeo America is that I have been fortunate enough to gain a lot of scholarship money. So I'm going to go back to school and finish out my college career. I have finished two years already, but I'm hoping to get two or three more years of education. I want to be a speech pathologist. So that's kind of what I'm what I'm aiming for. But I still want to I still want to stay involved in the Western industry whether it's through the rodeo queen industry or just agriculture in general, it's just such a huge part of my life. So I really want to stay involved with agriculture still. That's wonderful. And this is kind of a fun question, but what is a bucket list item that you have yet to do in your life that you would like to do someday? Well, you know, I've been able to travel outside of my state a lot this year and throughout the country, but I really want to be able to travel outside of the country. I really want to go to Europe. That's kind of one of my bucket list items is to travel all of Europe. I just really want to be able to experience more cultures, especially in other parts of the world. And hopefully I'll get to go to Europe. That would be so cool. And Taylor, who in your life has been your greatest inspiration? Can you tell us a little bit about them? Yes. So my great grandma Kay, she actually passed away a couple years ago, but she's still an inspiration to me today. She was just always doing things for other people. And my grandparents actually had a ranch in Pegram, Idaho, which is pretty close to where I live now. And she was just always working hard on the ranch. And she was just a really strong Western female figure for me. And I still look up to her today. Oh, that's wonderful. Taylor, I have had such a great conversation with you today, just kind of getting to know you, but also just your little nuggets of advice and the things that you've struggled with, but you've overcome. And I really feel like our listeners are going to enjoy it as well. And I want to be able to let them follow you along the rest of your journey. So how can our listeners stay connected with you after this episode? Yes. Miss Radio Idaho Incorporated has both a Facebook page and an Instagram page. And I update everyone on where I am and what rodeo I'm going to on both of those pages. So I would love for people to follow me on both of those pages. Taylor, thanks again for being on with us today. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. As we have heard from Taylor, it has been so inspiring to hear how she worked and grew to become a state rodeo queen. Many queens start at the local level, 
So before we get to talk to our current Miss Rodeo America, I'm excited to introduce you to a local queen and princess here in Idaho. Our next guest is from Star, Idaho, and she is the 2021-2022 Outgoing Gem Boise County Fair and Rodeo Queen. She enjoys riding her horse, Rocco, and running barrels and pole bending. Welcome, Hannah Reinhardt. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. Thanks for being here. And... Our other guest that's joining us today is the 2021-2022 Outgoing Gem Boise County Fair and Rodeo Princess. She raises Angus cattle and has been riding since she could sit up on her own and helps with branding and roundup of their family's cattle. Welcome, Destiny Patti. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. So, girls, I appreciate you being on today. I just wanted to allow our listeners to get to know you guys a little bit as some local rodeo royalty. So Hannah, why don't you first tell us a little bit about where you're from and how you got your start with horses? Yeah, so I'm actually from Anchorage, Alaska. I was born there. My dad was stationed there. So that's how we ended up in all of Alaska. My mom was always involved with rodeo and horses. She grew up doing rodeos, barrel racing, all that. And so when we moved here to Idaho, we got more involved. The Western way of life has always been like a part of my childhood life growing up, but we more recently started getting into horses when I was around the age of five. And so horses then became a huge part. And then this last year is when I decided that I was going to take on rodeo cleaning. So yeah. That's awesome. Destiny, how about you? Can you tell us a little bit about where you're from and how you kind of got your start with horses? So... I was born here in Emmett, and then I moved to Hawaii while my dad was in the Marines, and then we moved down to Arizona while my mom was in college, and then we moved back. And I've always been involved with horses. Both of my grandmas were barrel racers. My Papa Pat T has a ranch up in Garden Valley, and we've always been involved in horses. I've been riding for, like, ever. That's awesome. You guys kind of have a similar background with your families moving around and being stationed in different places. Yeah, which is crazy because I don't think both of us had any idea. Look at that. We found out something new and cool. And you guys are connected with being the queen and princess. I just think that's amazing. That's so cool. Hannah, do you have a heart horse? Can you tell us a little bit about a horse that just really has a special place in your heart? Yeah, so I actually do have this one horse. His name is Pocket. And the reason we call him Pocket is because he's literally in your pocket. Like, he's always around you, up in your space. And he was my first rodeo horse. So I started running barrels on him very first. So I think we just grew that type of bond that you grow when you're just like, this is the first time I'm doing this. This It's the first time he's doing this. And it was just a really good bond. And I actually sold him to a little girl because we wanted to retire him because he was getting old. And I actually still go over to that house to this day and help her with lessons. And I still see him and get to ride him. And it's just a, it's a great way to still see him, but know he's in a good home and living his best retired life. That's so sweet. What a good horse. Hannah, what would you say is the most important thing that horses have taught you in your life so far? I think the most important thing is definitely patience, especially with my horse right now. He requires a lot of patience and to just calm down. He gets very antsy at rodeos. He has bad anxiety. So sometimes the loud music or the flags can get him all worked up. So I just have to remind myself to just be patient 
don't get angry with him because he just, it's not him. He just has anxiety. So I think that's really helped me like in the real world to definitely be patient with people and just calm down, take a second because you never know what's going on. Destiny, what piqued your interest in getting into obviously the Rodeo Queen Princess competitions? So I've always been doing rodeos. It started at a small town rodeo in Garden Valley and then I started going to bigger and bigger rodeos. But I've always loved watching the girls running around the arena so fast that you can barely see them. And I've just always wanted to do that. And every time they would come and stand, I'd run down try to get them as fast as I can to get their autograph. And one day, my I don't remember this, but my grandma told me that every time I seen them, she told me that I would say, oh, I want to be one of them when I grow up. And so one day, my grandma walked up to me, and she's like, oh, do you want to do a rodeo queen contest? And I'm like, sure. That's awesome. Destiny, what has been the most challenging part about competing to be a rodeo queen for you? The most challenging has to be the speech because I always have had a hard time speaking in front of people. Like I remember when I was younger playing on the playground, I would be like, oh, I want to play with that kid. And I walked up to my sister and like, hey, can you go talk to her or to go play with them or something because I was so shy. But Rodeo Queening has helped me overcome that shyness. That is so good, Destiny. I will tell you, I was super shy when I was younger as well. And most people that know me as I am now wouldn't probably never guess that. And just these things, these steps that you're doing, these things that you are kind of pushing yourselves with. They're so good because it's really helping you grow as a person. And I just think that's so amazing for putting yourself in a situation that's a little bit difficult, but you're doing it anyway. So I'm really proud of you guys for doing that. And last question I want to ask you guys, what has been, Hannah, what has been your favorite experience about this going through, you know, the Rodeo Queen pageants and the journey so far? I think definitely I have met a lot of amazing people And it just, I feel like it's setting me up with good opportunities. You know, I'm involved with the rodeo community and I know a lot of people and it's, it's refreshing to see familiar faces at rodeos, especially one of my favorite things is the little girls who run up to us and just are, there's stars in their eyes. Like they, it's just so heartwarming and not honestly, it makes it worth it when I like see that they're looking up to us and. I'm just like, wow, we're a role model. That's so cool. I love that. Well, Hannah and Destiny, thank you so much for being on here with me today. And I know our listeners are going to enjoy listening to your guys' stories. And hopefully with some younger listeners, they might hear your guys' story and be encouraged and, you know, want to follow in your footsteps and try to do the same thing. So thank you, ladies, for being on today. Thank you. Our next guest grew up in the saddle and followed in her mom's footsteps in barrel racing. She graduated from Colorado State University in 2019, which kickstarted her passion for agriculture and the Western industry as a whole. She held her first Rodeo Queen title in 2009, reached her goal to become Miss Rodeo Colorado, and is now Miss Rodeo America. Welcome, Haley Fredrickson, to the Beyond the Barn podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much, Katie, for having me. I'm super excited to share my passion and some of my background information with you all. 
Well, thank you. So how about we just get started with, why don't you tell us just a little bit about where you're from and how you got your start with horses? Well, I'm actually sitting in my home state of Colorado. I'm here at the Eagle County Rodeo. So I'm born and raised here in the Centennial State of Colorado. I was Miss Rodeo Colorado for two years before becoming Miss Rodeo America. But way before the turquoise crown and the Landstrom's Black Hills gold crown, I grew up on my family's ranch in Platteville. We had horses. I did 4-H for 11 years. I truly had the best childhood I could have possibly imagined. My parents kind of let me do whatever I wanted in terms of hobbies. I you know, did barrel racing. I did competitive dance. I even did motocross for a little while and golf. But of course, with all that being said, my parents made sure that I put in the work and that I was dedicated to whatever I set my mind to before they would allow me to try any other different hobbies besides horses. But out of all the hobbies that I did growing up, I always stayed with horses. And the greatest thing about horses is no matter what age you are or how long you've been out of the saddle, you can always hop back in. And horses were exactly just that for me. Like I said, I grew up barrel racing. My mom's a barrel racer. And my dad's a team roper. And at the time, I had to choose between horses and dance. And I chose dance. And I don't regret it. I had an amazing career with dance. It kept me fit all through college. But it came to a point where I missed horses. I missed that lifestyle that I grew up in. And I got back into horses. I then realized that this is something that I want to really pursue, whether it be barrel racing or possibly being you know, more professional in the rodeo queen world. I held my first rodeo queen title in 2009. I was the Johnstown Saddle Club princess. I didn't even try out for my first title. They came up to me. They were like, do you want to be the princess? And I said, sure, why not? Oh, wow. So that kind of, I know, (laughs) it kind of sparked my interest. But, you know, years after that, you know, I did dance instead. But then Once I got into college, got back into horses, I looked at that moment in my life and I was like, wow, I had a lot of fun with that. And I love sharing my passion with other people. So that's when I really started realizing that I wanted to get back into horses. I wanted to pursue this rodeo queen career because I got to share my passion with so many different people. And then I held my second title in 2018 as Miss Rodeo Deer Trail, home to the world's first rodeo. So that was a pretty cool title to hold. And then I tried out for Miss Rodeo Colorado. And I didn't win my first year. I won my second year. And then due to COVID, I was Colorado for two years and then got to compete for Miss Rodeo America and walked away with the Landstrom's Black Hills Gold Crown. And it's been since 2001 since we've had a Miss Rodeo Colorado bring back the crown. So it's been an absolute whirlwind of emotions, but an absolute blessing all at the same time. So, you know, like I said, I've been kind of all over the place in terms of interest and hobbies, but I've always come back to horses. I've always come back to what I grew up with. And now I know I want to pursue a professional career in this lifestyle because I'm just truly passionate outside of the crown as I am with the crown about the Western lifestyle. That's amazing. I find it really interesting, especially for somebody who kind of stepped away for a little while. But I want anybody who's listening today to kind of understand what you went through and know you are Miss Rodeo America, which is like 
the most prestigious rodeo queen that you can be, right? And the fact that you did not win the first time that you ran for Miss Rodeo Colorado, like that just shows. And I know with this episode that we're doing with a few different queens and princesses, that's just something that I think a lot are experiencing. And I just want that take home message to be for any young girls that are looking up to you guys is it's okay to fail. The biggest and the most important thing is that you guys get back up and you don't give up and you try again because look at where you're at now. And I just think that's just so incredible. Absolutely. I've always said losing is the best way to learn. If you're given everything in life, if you win everything in life, what are you truly taking away besides that medal or that crown or that money? You know, losing, you learn so much more. And like I had mentioned, and as you had said again, I didn't win Colorado that first time. And I walked away from that pageant, not upset, but angry at myself. And I thought to myself, I'm better than this. I can show those judges who I am and I'm a great person and I'm willing to get my hands dirty and I can fulfill this job of being the first lady of the professional sport rodeo in the state of Colorado. I can do this. And it's funny because my parents, you know, being an only child, they want me to get everything I set my mind to. And when I didn't get it, you know, they were like, oh my gosh, we're never coming back. We're not going to have you try out again. And I said, no, I'm trying out again. I'm getting this. I can prove those people wrong that I can get this job and fulfill it to the best of my ability. And I came back that second year and I, I won. And I've been telling girls too. Winners were losers once that tried one more time. And I was that loser that tried one more time. I didn't even place my first year, Katie. Oh, really? Either placed second to last or last my first year of Colorado. And then I won my second year. I mean, if you're really passionate and you really want something, you have to put the pedal to the metal. You have to get your hands dirty. You have to be willing to have an open mind to learn. And I think so many of us are so close off to having that willingness to learn. And I wanted to learn as much as possible because I'm sure as you've realized, there's a lot more about being a rodeo queen than a lot of people think. And, you know, again, I took that huge break. So I was kind of going in with a naive mind, so to speak. So making sure that I was as prepared as possible for that second year so that I could walk away with that turquoise crown was so important to me. I dedicated a whole year just to studying and make sure I bettered myself for pageant and look where I got now. But I have to say it wasn't all me. God knew what he was doing when he said, I'm going to have you hold back one more year because I'm going to let you win that second year because look at what you're going to achieve next. And then you happen to be for two years because of COVID, which not many rodeo queens get to experience that. So (laughs) no, it was a unique situation. Of course, you know, we went through the National Western Stock Show. I went on my Florida trip. Everything was normal. I was actually picking up my shafts during my first year as Miss Rodeo Colorado. So 2020 feels like forever ago, but I was picking up my shafts and COVID was kind of starting to become a thing. People were becoming more aware of it. My family and I were very confused on what exactly it all was, just like everybody else. And I got my shafts and that was it. Rodeos were canceling. Everything was canceled. Life was canceled. And I just thought to myself, this is not what I imagined my year being. But Right. Yeah. Yeah. It forced myself 
to think outside of that box. And that's when I started my Miss Rodeo Cardo's Kids Crowd videos and really took on social media because that's all we had. And now, you know, with that being said, now look at me now. I social media guru, <laughs> all thanks to that. It's amazing how things work out like that. That's so cool. Yes. God truly has a plan for all of us. He knows what he's doing. And I think sometimes we just got to trust in him. I want to talk to you a little bit about maybe the special horse that you have had in your life. Do you have a heart horse? I've had several heart horses. My first heart horse was actually my mom's barrel horse that she used to run barrels on. She got her right off the track in California. She's an appendix. So she was a thoroughbred quarter horse mix. She stood almost 16 hands tall, dark bay, star on her forehead, and she was crazy. <laughs> she was one of those barrel horses. You had to back up into the arena to get her to go in. Mm-hmm. But as soon as my mom gave her to me and I was on her back, I think she knew that I was on her. She took such great care of me. And actually, she was the one that carried me through my first rodeo queen title as the Johnstown Saddle Club Princess. So I was only 12 years old. And I was running her at these PRCA rodeos and you know, of course, head held high and reins pulled back as far as I could, trying to get her to slow down. But she taught me how to ride. She really did. And she took care of me. So she was my first heart horse. But now my second heart horse is the horse that I've gotten to ride as Miss Rodeo Colorado and Miss Rodeo America. And he's actually great. We got him for free from my mom's best friend out in Oklahoma. He is a buckskin. I call him Presley, but his full name is Elvis Presley. (laughs) And he has just been amazing. He's great with the flags. He's great with the flybys. He gets a little hot at times, but he's taken such great care of me. And I got to ride him quite a bit as Colorado because rodeos were kind of him hawing if they were going to go or not, let alone trying to find me a horse to ride. So I would bring him with me and he worked just fine. But then as America... I'm flying everywhere. I don't get to ride my own horse, but I did request at the Greeley Stampede this year that I get to ride my own horse since I'm only 30 minutes away from the stampede. And that was such a special moment to share that with him because we've come a long way together. We're a team. That's awesome. That's so cool. And then what about, I know you probably have a lot of memories, but what is kind of a standout memory for you as a kid with horses? Just something that sticks with you that you will never forget. Oh, that's a great question. There is one memory. It's not a great memory, but it's something that pushes me to be better. And it was when I was really starting to get into barrel racing, my parents had bought me this amazing barrel horse. She was phenomenal. We actually got her from Ivy Conorado's mom at the time. And I took her to my first big barrel race. It was a jackpot up at the Norris Penrose Arena in Colorado Springs. And I went in there, you know, started to head towards the first barrel. She turned early and I corrected her and I went over her head into the first barrel. And I had braces at the time. Oh, no. And I had a mouthful of dirt. (laughs) So I come out of that arena. Of course, my mom's running out there, you know, scared to death that something horrible had happened to me. And I believe I was about 12 or 13 at the time. And, you know, she thought I would be crying and just a hot mess. And 
Instead, I was angry. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this just happened. So, of course, we left and we got home. And, you know, I, I'm pretty sure my mom thought I was just going to go in the house and, you know, kind of relax and get my thoughts together. And no, I went back outside, got on that horse, rode her around. I was like, you're not going to throw me into that barrel again. <laughs> so that memory just always stuck with me because it shows who I am as a person. And that is resilient. I don't like to let things get to me or show me that I can't do something because I'll show you right back that I can. And I did just that with Colorado. I don't let things upset me. Instead, it just fuels my fire even more. And so I think that's a horse memory that's just always stayed with me because it shows who I am as a person and that I am a strong cowgirl and I can push through and I can show you that I can be the best that I possibly can be. That's awesome. And you've already given a couple of examples where something that has been ultimately a failure for you in that moment in time and you took it and instead of saying, oh, well, I guess either I won't do it again or you know, whatever, not really caring about it, you took it as something to really redirect what you were doing and push that much harder. And I think that's, that's really awesome. And I think that also honestly shows part of the reason why you probably are Miss Rodeo America and where you've got to where you've come at this point. So I think that's pretty amazing. I'm willing to put in the work. And like I said, I, I don't let anything or anyone hold me back. If I set my mind to something, I'm going to achieve it. And I've always looked at life as, you know, instead of a glass half empty, look at it half full. Have that positive outlook on life. It can change your life. It really can. Right. That mental aspect is a huge part of it too. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. And especially these past couple of years, I think we've really focused on mental awareness, mental health. Because who would have ever thought that having a unstable mental mindset can really change your life or the way you project your life. So it's important to have a healthy mindset and really teach yourself to think more positively instead of negatively and force yourself that, yes, I can do it. I'm not going to let anything or anyone stop me. Absolutely. So Haley, what is the most important thing that you feel like horses have taught you in your life so far? They've taught me quite a bit, especially being around horses my entire life and being around so many different horses. You know, I say horses are just like people. They have their own personalities. So they've all taught me different things. I've really struggled with patience. I like to see results right away. And horses have really tested my patience. My mom's actually been working on her her new three-year-old. I think she's four now. And I think my mom's superwoman. She's an incredible person, but for her to train a horse, I'm just like, I don't have that kind of patience. I'd rather just hop on a horse and go out there and compete. And she enjoys the challenge. She enjoys having that patience with a 1200 pound animal. But my patience has more so come from the fact that we are a team and sometimes things don't always happen the way you want them to happen or go how you want them to go. Sometimes you don't win that check at the end of the night. So teaching yourself that, you know, there will come a time where you will succeed together. So that patience has been a valuable lesson to me. And it, it's not even just when I'm horseback, it's out of the saddle as well. Right. 
It's interesting that you say that because I've had a few different conversations for this episode, and that has been a very common theme for a lot of the girls and women that are competing in these competitions is patience. Like horses, they're so good at working with us on our patience. And I think that's an incredible thing to be able to do because you need patience in life for sure. Just with any of your careers that you work through, team projects, like life in general. Absolutely. I mean, I think we expect to have control over everything in in life. And these animals kind of test that and say, no, you're going to have to work with me. You're going to have to be a team. So it, it teaches you that teamwork and that patience that is so valuable in and out of the saddle. Yes, most definitely. Can you walk us through your experience competing for Miss Rodeo America? Maybe you could share with our listeners just a little bit more about what the process was like and how you were judged. Absolutely. So the Miss Rodeo America pageant is held in conjunction with the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. It is always the first week in December and a couple days before the actual performances start of the NFR, but it is an eight-day long pageant. We have states from across the country that come to Vegas to compete for this prestigious title. I competed against 31 other gals for this title, so 32 total of us in Las Vegas. And it is, like I said, an eight-day-long pageant. We are judged on three major categories, which is personality, appearance, and horsemanship. So we kick off the pageant with horsemanship. So we get on draw horses that we are unfamiliar with, and we are expected to go out there and compete in a level one or two pattern and rail work as well. This year we are changing it up and we are doing freestyle this year, which I'm super excited to see how that goes. And the reason why we are judged on this is because we are getting on horses throughout our year that we are unfamiliar with and they are not our own. So it's important that we are able to understand and read horses that are not ours and just to be a good cowgirl through and through. And then we also go throughout the week doing two interviews, a personality and a horsemanship interview. We have a written test. We do extemporaneous speaking. Took me a while to even pronounce that word. (laughs) but (laughs) Yeah, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. It's a long word. And it is where we have to prepare a minute and a half speech in 10 minutes. And once those 10 minutes are up, We go up on stage and deliver our speech based off of the three options or topics that they give us girls. And then we also do events throughout the week where we have to get on stage and answer a current event question, a rodeo knowledge question, personality question. So it's all about how you think on your feet. And there's very few times where you're given time to prepare what you're going to say. So it's important that we're witty, we're smart, and we can think on our feet. And then we also do some modeling at the very end to kind of have some fun, let loose. And then we have coronation on Sunday, and that's where one lucky lady's life will change forever. That's awesome. Do you remember what your topic was that you ended up choosing when you competed? My speech topic? Yeah, your speech topic. It was, I don't remember, but I know it was something about thinking outside of the box. And... Of course, I talked about COVID made us think outside of the box. And the way I thought outside of the box was my Miss Radio Cardo's Kids Growl videos, taking on a social media, still fulfilling my job, my responsibilities of being an ambassador for this great sport in agriculture 
through social media and still interacting with our youth. I mean, our youth is our future. It's important to remind them that they have such a powerful impact in our future. And so it's crucial that we kind of get this information to them now so that they can preserve this lifestyle that we're passionate about now. Yes, absolutely. And how, I mean, this, you're competing against a ton of other very, very talented women. How did you prepare for this to get ready? Especially if we have any other, you know, state queens listening in on this and they're going to be competing this year. How did you prepare for it? You know, I have to say, given that second year really helped me better prepare myself. I look at myself at the end of 2020 and there is no way I would have taken home that crown. I might have placed top 10, but I wouldn't have come this far without that second year. I really grew that second year, both personally, mentally, and just in terms of being ready to compete on a national stage. I learned through experience. So the more I traveled to rodeos, the more I talked to people and asked questions, the better I learned. And I want to tell girls that too. Don't rely solely on a textbook. Don't rely solely on the rule book, the media guide that we are given as our second Bible to study from as a rodeo queen. Go out there, ask questions, interview people. My kids' crowd videos, they actually helped me study because I was interviewing farmers, I was interviewing ranchers, I was interviewing rodeo personnel. I was asking those questions that we're all curious about knowing, yet the rule book and the media guide don't necessarily tell us. So it's important to grab those opportunities by the reins and actually use them to our benefit. And I did just that. Of course, I studied the rule book, I studied the media guide, and read them front and back several thousand times. But I will say my experiences that I gained throughout those two years as Miss Radio Colorado truly helped better prepare myself for this opportunity. Even just speaking at events, there's no way I could have spoke on a stage like I've done the past couple of years without going out there and forcing myself to. So, you know, like I said, grab those opportunities by the reins and use them to your advantage because it will help you succeed at the end. And you know, that parallels very well with kind of like anybody who has a job or whatever their career path is, because for you to be able to take, I mean, you can study, you can do all these things that you want to be able to do, but ultimately at the end, those personal experiences really kind of probably set you apart and probably made the difference of being able to get that title. Absolutely. I mean, you're sitting in an interview setting and the judges are asking questions about the rule book, well, instead of just siding with the rule book says, because they know what it says, you can use some of those experiences that you've had throughout your year and really tell them a story. That is the best way to answer a question is tell them a story so that they better relate to you. They're more interested in what you have to say. And it really shows your expansion of knowledge that you have, that you truly understand what's being asked or what you're representing. And being Miss Rodeo America, you've mentioned that you travel around the country a lot, which also means borrowing other horses. So what horse that isn't your own has been your favorite to ride and why? <laughs> oh, shoot. Everyone's going to be listening to this one to see if their horse got picked. <laughs> you know what? I recently just got to ride the sweetest boy I've ever been on at the Snake River Stampede in Idaho, or in Nampa, Idaho, 
and his name is Deuce. He's actually our newly elected president of Miss Rodeo America. It's actually her horse, and he is just so sweet. He does cutting, so super fancy compared to what I'm used to riding, and just the sweetest boy. And and really what it came down to is he not only was fun to ride, he was cowy, but he allowed me to enjoy my job. You know, when I go out there, people just think, oh, you're just running a flag, you're just clearing the arena. I take my job seriously. And I want a horse that is willing to listen to me and allow me to do my job. So when I'm picking out horses that I enjoy riding, it's based off if they allowed me to do my job well and allowed me to enjoy my job. I don't want to go out there and have to train a horse. (laughs) We already talked about that. I am not a trainer. (laughs) So I want something that allows me to enjoy my job. And Deuce, I call him Mr. Goose. Goose, Deuce the Goose. He really allowed me to enjoy my job. So, so far, he's been my favorite one to have ridden this past year. That's awesome. I love that you came to Idaho and said that because Stanley actually is based in southern Idaho. We're only a couple hours away from Nampa. And so I'm glad that one of the special memories that you have of a really good horse comes from our home state. So, you know, I've had so much fun at the Snake River Stampede. It was my second year this year. And y'all just have a phenomenal rodeo. It's considered like a miniature and a farm. It truly is. Y'all have the yellow buck and shoots, and the arena is kind of in the same dimensions as the Thomas Mack Arena during the NFR. So, it's just amazing that the production that you all have at the Snake River Stampede. So, Shout out to the Snake River. Thank you so much for having me back. I really enjoyed it. And of course, to Miss Jody and Rich Terrier for allowing me to swing my leg over that sweet boy, Deuce. (laughs) And I think it would be interesting to know, with all of your travels, what state besides, obviously, Colorado, where you're from, has been your favorite to visit and what made it so special and unique? You know, at the beginning of my, oh gosh, that's a hard one because I'm now thinking about all the rodeos I've been to so far. Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo is just a phenomenal rodeo. The magnitude of that production is something that I have never experienced. And they go for a month long. It's crazy. But in terms of personal experience, I get to do a southern trip through Louisiana, Mississippi, and Florida at the beginning of the year. And I had never been to Louisiana or Mississippi. And I'm kind of a Southern girl at heart. I love my sweet tea. I love my spicy foods. I love my hot sauce. So I knew I was going to fit in just fine in those states. And my Louisiana trip was probably one of my favorites just because I had my first ever crawfish meal there. And I will say the first time I had crawfish wasn't my favorite. But the second time we actually went out to a crawfish farm. And we had a farm-to-table experience. So we went out there, caught the crawfish, boiled them up, seasoned them up real well. He even put mustard in there, which I would have never thought to have put mustard with crawfish. And he showed us how to twist and pull the crawfish to get the meat out. And it was so delicious. I was humid. I was sweaty. But man, that crawfish was so good. (laughs) So getting to experience something like that was just... Again, I would have never gotten that experience without winning this title, without this crown. So it's amazing what something like this can really do for one's life. And it's it's memories that I'll I'll never get back. I'll never forget and I'll forever be grateful for. That sounds like a really fun experience to be able to not just 
go to a like a crawfish feed or whatever and and do that, but actually go out and do a lot of the whole behind the scenes aspect of it yourself. That's so cool. Yeah, you know, when I get to travel to other states, they really allow us girls to experience you know, what those states are known for. And so it's it's been such a, a joy getting to go to all these different states and experience what they're known for, which, you know, Louisiana is known for crawfish. Mississippi is known for their fried food. And boy, did I have a ton of fried food in Mississippi. <laughs> Florida is known for their gators, wild hogs, and peaches. I mean, we, we got to do all of that in Florida. It's when former state title holders and Missouri Americas talk about their trips um, especially when I heard about them when I was younger, I just thought to myself, wow, you get to do all that as a, as a rodeo queen. You know, it's not just going to the rodeos. You get to do all this fun stuff outside of it too. And now I know what they actually mean after hearing some of those stories. Cause it's just, it's just been an absolute blast. And again, something that I'll always remember, I'll hopefully someday tell my own kids about and be grateful for that. I got the chance to do. Yes, that's awesome. What do you feel like has been the most challenging part about competing to be a rodeo queen for you? Well, I've been going around telling girls, of course, if girls have asked my my opinions about this. And I think the biggest struggle that not only I have dealt with, but many girls deal with even now is being yourself, running your own race. I always say, put your blinders on. Just like how racehorses, how they have those blinders on, that is for their benefit so that they're not looking at the next horse next to them. They are focused on what is ahead, the track ahead of them. So put your blinders on, focus on yourself, focus on your own race. And I think so many of us, especially with social media, look at what other people are doing. Oh, you know, how many horses has she ridden or what rodeos have she gone to or how she's studying? Don't worry about others. Worry about yourself. Focus in on what you need to do to better prepare yourself for your pageant. And so that was something that I struggled with at first, but now I've really gotten a good grasp on it. I, you know, it's good to be aware of your surroundings. Don't get me wrong, but focus in on yourself because that's ultimately you are your biggest competitor at the end of the day. And I've always viewed myself as that. 100%. Yes, I completely agree with that. That's awesome. Yeah, so I, I've really have come to terms that I need to focus in on what I can do to better myself and let's see if I can beat myself basically at the end of the day. <laughs> right. And then if you don't win the state title, you come back and the next year you're like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it this time. And then you did it. So what do you feel like has been your favorite experience through this entire Rodeo Queen journey so far? Oh, golly. Man, you're asking some hard questions here. There have been a lot of great memories I have taken over the past three and a half years. And of course, I'm all trying, I'm trying to journal them all, I'm trying to keep track of them all because there have been so many incredible things I've gotten to do and experience. But there was one I had experienced just recently, and that was at the Cody Stampede in Cody, Wyoming. And I was at the autograph signings and I had this girl come up to the table and she asked for an autograph. And of course, I kindly gave her one. And the parents came up to the table and said, oh, you know, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to speak with her, sign her an autograph sheet. She's a foster kid. So this really means a lot to her. She was so excited to be here. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, of course. Absolutely. And so, you know, this girl was probably about seven or eight. 
and she comes back around the table and is like, can I get a picture? I'm like, oh my gosh, of course. Get a picture together. And she then begins to tell me, she looks me dead in the eyes and says, you are my inspiration. And right there and then I realized I had done my job. I had done what I had set out to do. And my personal goal this year as Miss Rodeo America, and it was as Miss Rodeo Colorado too, was to be that inspiration, that woman of my position when I was younger had done for me. You know, I met Miss Rodeo Colorado and Miss Rodeo America in 2009 when I held my very first Rodeo Queen title. And I thought to myself, wow, beautiful, they're intelligent, they're well-spoken, and they're cowgirls, and they ride horses. How cool is that? I want to be that someday. And like I said, I did take a, a big break, a big step back from this lifestyle and, of course, that passion, but I came back to it because of how much they inspired me. And so to think that I had done that for somebody else, that I possibly in that moment have just changed someone else's life is something that I'll just, it'll always remain with me. It just, I mean, a seven-year-old telling me that I was her inspiration. I just, I couldn't believe it. And I actually got to see him again at the inaugural NFR Open in Colorado Springs not too long ago. He actually came just to see me. And she came up to the autograph table again. I signed her an autograph sheet. And her mom then began to tell me that she had been accepted by a family. And that she also started doing writing lessons because of me. So right there and then, I just, I knew I had done my job. And that was to help people, to inspire people, to spark a new passion that could change their life. In about 15 years, Haley, we're going to have Miss Rodeo America talking about you. <laughs> because <laughs> and that's that, what I Yeah, that's such a sweet story. And I know that that's probably one of the coolest things that you guys get to experience is those little girls looking up to you and just wanting to be just like you. Well, and I think so many of us, because how many autographs did I sign this year? You know, you take it for granted sometimes. And those small moments, you don't realize that those small moments can be so big to somebody else. And that small moment of me signing an autograph sheet, signing my name on a piece of paper is such a big moment for somebody else. I mean, I've, I have all my autograph sheets still from when I was younger, looking up to all the rodeo queens then. And I know these, these girls and boys that get our autograph sheets, they'll do the same exact thing and change their life. As cliche as it is, it can change your life. It can. That's what happens when, you know, you're a mentor or somebody that people can look up to. And I think that's pretty incredible. Haley, what advice do you have for young girls who look up to you, speaking of looking up to you, and are hoping to one day become Miss Rodeo America? What are some pieces of advice that you wish somebody would have given you back when you were going through this whole experience and to where you're at today that maybe you didn't know at the time? Well, I think I touched based on some a little bit, but, you know, of course, running your own race, worrying about yourself, not worrying about what other people are saying about you, what their opinions may be. I mean, we're constantly filled with what other people think of us on social media. So I think just focusing in on how you can really better yourself and be best version of you at the end of the day is so important. But my other advice I'd like to give, too, is, is don't let anything or anyone tell you that you cannot or that you shouldn't or hold you back from achieving those goals. I've, I've had individuals in my life that have tried to do that to me, 
And luckily I've taken that step back and I've told myself, no, I'm not going to let you determine my future. Only person that's going to determine my future is myself and God himself. And I'm not going to let anyone hold me back from achieving my goals. I am such a goal oriented person. And like I had said before, once I set my mind to something, I have to achieve it. And I think everyone needs to to tell themselves that they are strong enough. They have the ability to achieve anything they set their mind to, as long as you're willing to put in the work. Not everything's going to be handed to us on a silver platter. Not everything's going to just land in our lap. You have to be willing to put in that work. And hard work nowadays is hard to find. And I think it's important to remind our youth, our next generation, that you have to work to get to where you want to be in life. So first of all, don't let anyone hold you back. And second of all, don't be afraid to get your hands a little dirty and put in that work because it will pay off at the end of the day. Those are excellent pieces of advice. Thank you for sharing that. And now that you've reached the highest of rodeo competitions and won the title of Miss Rodeo America, what do you hope to pursue after your rodeo royalty pageant journey is retired? That is the million-dollar question, and of course, I've been asked that all throughout this year because this is the cream of the crop, so to speak, in titles. This is, you know, after this year, I, I retire as a rodeo queen, but that doesn't mean that I still won't be involved. I still want to be heavily involved in this industry and, and again, keep inspiring girls that are wanting to get involved and continue sharing my passion. But after this year, trying to search, okay, I've already achieved my dream job. What's my second dream job going to be? I will be moving to Oklahoma next year. I will be getting my master's from Oklahoma State University in agricultural communications. Marketing is essentially what I want to do. I am in the ultimate internship for it as Miss Rodeo America. That's essentially what I do in this position is market the professional sport rodeo in agriculture and myself. And I have some potential job opportunities out there that I'm now kind of skimming through to see which one best fits me and my goals that I have for myself. And I'm just really excited to see what this next year brings for me. You know, it's not very many people can say that, you know, their plan A was just as exciting as their plan B. And going into America, I was just as excited as both. I I really couldn't lose you know, given both options. My plan A was to win America and my plan B was to, to move on with my life, to start a, a, a rewarding career in an industry that I'm so passionate about. And now I, you know, this upcoming year, I get to actually fulfill that plan B and I'm just so excited. I mean, everything just leading up into this next year is just so exciting. I love your positive outlook on everything. That'll be, it'll be fun to watch you as you move on with your career and everything. Well, thank you. There's too much negativity in this world. You got to stay positive. <laughs> Absolutely. I have uh, just a couple questions left, but I was wondering, what is a bucket list item that you have yet to do in your life that you'd like to do one day? This might seem a very simple bucket list item, but I have always wanted to go to the Kentucky Derby. I wanted to do that this year. It Totally skipped my mind. Of course, when May came around, I was pretty busy with this position. But to get to go to the Kentucky Derby someday would be such a bucket list item. And you know what? I've gotten to fulfill a lot of bucket list items throughout this year as Miss Rodeo America and even Miss Rodeo Colorado. So my bucket list items are dwindling down, which is not a bad thing. 
but the Kentucky Derby is my next bucket list item. Who knows? Maybe skydiving's next. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) There's probably always going to be something, I'm sure, as you get older, things I've learned anyway that you know, life changes a little bit just depending on how, you know, whether you're in a career or if you, you know, decide one day to have and start a family and your perceptions of things, they shift not in a bad way, but like in a good way. It's just, it's nice because there's always something new and exciting to look forward to. And so that'll be really fun for you to kind of experience that as you as you move on with things. So yeah, I think that's a great point. You know, whatever stage you are in life, your, your perspective, your bucket list items, so to speak, change. But yeah, I mean, another bucket list item for me is, is again, moving on with my life, you know, starting a family, getting to share what I've done as Miss Rudy America with my children someday. You know, I'm, I'm an only child. Both my parents are only children, so I have no cousins either. So we have a very small family. And so I'm excited to one day expand that family and keep the the tradition of being a cowgirl and a cowboy alive in my family, my future family someday. How fun. Haley, who would you say in your life has been your greatest inspiration? Can you tell us a little bit more about them? Hands down, my parents. And as cliche, and I'm sure everyone says this, my parents, I would not be where I am today without them. I may be in the spotlight. I may be the one carrying the American flag in the arena. I may have my name on the big screen or have the announcer be saying my name and I'm the one wearing the crown and sash, but they are right along with me just as much. And like I said, I would not be where I am today without them. They have supported me both mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, you name it, they have been there. Not only have they hauled my horse for me, paid for some of my clothes for me, of course, let me live with them once again after college, but they have been my number one supporters. They have been my best friends, and they have been the greatest parents I could have ever asked for. They are so excited that I have achieved this dream of mine. I mean, you know, now I have my Miss Hardy America saddle in our living room. And I even have the index card that says my name on it that the announcer read who won Miss Rodeo America. And my parents, you know, of course, it's in the living room of their house and they see it every day. But my dad, the other night, when I was actually home for the first time, he said, Haley, I look at that stuff every day and I just, I still can't believe it. I still can't believe you're Miss Rodeo America. And I said, yeah, dad, it's, it's crazy. I, I can't believe it either. You know, I used to thought this was just a, a dream. And now it's a reality. So they're still on cloud nine about it just as much as I am. So it's fun that we get to experience that. Yes, I'm the one experiencing all the fun trips, eating crawfish, going on a hog hunt. But they're experiencing it just as much as I am. And they get to share it with all their friends. And, of course, when my mom's at a barrel race, people are coming up to her like, aren't you Haley Fredrickson's mom? Like, is it Miss Rodeo America's mom? And my dad's friends will do the same thing when he goes to team ropings. Like, oh, you're you're Miss Rodeo America's dad. That's awesome. So <laughs> not to say that they're riding on my coattails, but they're enjoying the the celebrity status, I think, as well. But, you know, I like I said, they're my best friends, my greatest supporters, and just people that I have looked up to my entire life because they have shown me what 
hard work really means. And like I had mentioned before, you know, both my parents have worked so hard to where they are now and to provide me this lifestyle, this, this childhood, this great life that I've gotten to live. And so that's why hard work means so much to me because you really can't get anywhere without, without it. And they have shown me that if you work hard enough, you, you can get to where you want to be. Those dreams can become a reality. That's so wonderful. It's great to hear about your parents and how supportive that they've been. And they have just, it's probably brought them so much joy to see you accomplish your goals. I know as a mom of of young girls, I have seven-year-old, five-year-old, and three-year-old. And obviously they're not old enough to be doing a ton of stuff, but those moments of them accomplishing things that you've seen them struggle with before, there's like no feeling like that. So I can only imagine, just relate a little bit to what your parents feel seeing you be Miss Rodeo America. That's probably all they could have dreamed of for you to be able to accomplish and work hard to reach it. Absolutely. And I'm pretty sure they're not complaining about me living at home either. (laughs) They love it. I think, you know, my, because I keep saying, you know, I'm moving to Oklahoma next year and Of course, my parents will eventually follow along, but it's going to be a a tough transition for them. But like I said, they're just, they're so supportive and they know me as a person. And once I set my mind to something, I'm going to accomplish it. And they're just right along there with me. So we'll eventually all be out in Oklahoma together. It'll be a tough transition, but our relationship, our, our closeness that we have together will never change. I'll probably be out here almost every week and visiting them. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Haley, I have enjoyed this conversation so much. You're such a joy to talk to. And it's just been great to hear how you've experienced this whole journey and you've shared it with our listeners. And I hope they feel like they can take this. And if this is something that, you know, maybe a young girl wants to be able to do one day, you'll be her inspiration. So how can our listeners stay connected with you after this episode? Absolutely. So I'm on both Facebook and Instagram. Facebook is just Miss Rodeo America. Instagram is Miss Rodeo America Official. And I am highly active on both. And if you all have any questions or any comments for me, please feel free to message either page. I have full capability to both. So please feel free to message me. And I hope to see some of these fellow listeners at a rodeo down the road. Yes. Be sure to go and stop by and say hi to Haley and be like, hey, I listened to you on the Beyond the Barn podcast. (laughs) That would be kind of fun. Thank you so much. And to our listeners, if you have any ideas or thoughts on podcast topics that you would like to hear more about, please reach out to us at podcast at stanley.com. We would love to talk about what you want to hear about. So again, Haley, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much, Katie, and hope to see you all down the rodeo trail. Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Barn podcast by Stanley Forage. We'd love for you to share our podcast with your favorite people. And subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite listening platform. Until next time, keep your cinch tight and don't forget to turn off the water.